Hello, and welcome to Miss D's Lunacy. We are now going to hear part two of the Ingvar Estrada story about how he became a crossover tenor. Enjoy and listen to his story. Please welcome Ingvar Estrada. You studied with some incredible people. It's extraordinary. So now you're turning your voice from a romantic voice to a tenor, which is not an easy thing to do. Well, yeah, that's what happened, you know, um, Miss D. Um, after I created a show, um, per se, of of a variety of music from Broadway to um, standards to uh, Spanish, Italian, that's when I, my mother actually was an expert on tenors. When she was a little girl, you know, when other girls were probably playing with their Barbie dolls or whatever in the 40s or 50s, my mother would run home and play records of the greatest tenors from Caruso and, and uh, wow. anyone, any, any great tenors of, that, of those eras. And she would play them consistently where she became an expert on on every nuance of the tenor voice and and the music and the songs so what happened was um i started singing speak softly love and adding that um to my show and come back to soriento which is an italian wonderful neapolitan song it is it is and and oh solo mio yes so this is these songs you know, show your your voice range Which more than usual. Yes, more than show it more than the standard songs would, because I was singing basically some of the songs were tenor songs and some of the songs were baritone, which I can sing both. I can, which is not easy for people to do. And it's, That's true. It's kind of rare for you know baritones generally wish they were tenors and tenors. Can't these, do the, you know, there. tenors can do some of them. At least I can. I can sing baritone or tenor, uh, either or. But when I'm in the baritone range, you really can't go anywhere on the baritone range. As a tenor range, you can go everywhere. And you know, that's that was. I knew Robert Goulet's wife, um, a widow, and she said that was his one of his greatest. Uh, wishes that if he could come before he died he knew he was dying um he said that he could come back as a tenor so oh. so a tenor can go in all different all different tones it's uh, true. which 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 is such a variation um as opposed to a baritone it sounds the same all the time i think the last song will show it but does ave maria have a little bit of that in oh it? yes yes absolutely so let's hear now how he is Again, incredible with Ave Maria and a little bit of a different version, but one of my favorite songs. Oh 
what a wonderful pitch. I can really hear the change in your voice. It's extraordinary because it's such a beautiful song and you did a very nice job with it. Thank you so much, Misty. Now you are going to Las Vegas to perform for celebrities, politicians, and royalty as a tenor. Oh, yeah. well, actually, I, at that point, I didn't know I was a tenor, but I was just starting to realize it uh, when I started singing those songs, A Solo Mio, Come Back to Soriento, Speak Softly, Love, um, which uh, were added to my show. Um, I just decided it was, you know, I, I'd capped in Florida. I'd done as much as I could. So I thought to myself, there's two choices. I can go to New York or I can go to Vegas. And at that time, I didn't know I was a tenor. You know, in general, I thought oh, I was generally doing shows. So I thought, why not go to well, Vegas? That's what they that's have there. The they got inter- nothing but. Exactly. The entertainment capital of the world. Why not go there and go for it? So I good deci- choice. <laughs> so I decided to do that, and then uh, the next thing I know, I'm I'm uh, I'm singing um, I'm singing for yes this this Italian guy that was fantastic that you met. What was his Who name? Was up? Oh my God, I can't remember. He was wonderful. It, Domani's. Oh, yes, yes, a lovely Damanis, yes. Uh, yes, you met them there. Yes, the Damanis were such wonderful, wonderful people and friends. They were, I, they had discovered me. I was uh, singing for something called the Cast Inc., which, which is an organization for, for artists, basically, to help artists and uh, to get out there and uh, become more known. And so I sang with them. Um, and they had you all the time. They adored you. Well, <laughs> hopefully they did. But well, at least they didn't yeah, shoot I, you. <laughs> I sang. I was singing Panas Angelicus for a Christmas special that they had, and we were all uh, a troop, a troop uh, doing a show there. And uh, yes, yeah, so the Demonis had, had discovered me, and uh, they wanted me to sing. They had these amazing parties in eighteen thousand square foot home with six hundred people there. And uh, yes, Damani's actually helps uh, get Steve Wynn off the ground. Uh, and they uh, just had these amazing, amazing parties. And I would be singing for their parties in general. And, and from there, I would sing for celebrities, with and for celebrities, uh, for dignitaries, politicians. and Oh, uh, yes, the Maharaja of Jaipur, uh, Rich Little. Uh, royalty, Princess Margarita, and Prince Radu of Romania. Oh my goodness! You did mm-hmm. so many incredible things. It, it 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 just never stops. And then you want you had a really cool thing here. Remember when the Ritz Carlton was having a hundred piece orchestra, and they were having technical difficulties. Oh. Ah! I- Oh, actually, yes, yes. That was, they were having, um, Andrea Bocelli was, uh, and David Foster was shooting the PBS special, um, Amore Under the Desert Sky. Um, and it was the number one selling um, DVD and CD uh, product that PBA, PBS ever sold. Um, I think it still holds today. Um, and they were doing a show there. And uh, David Foster was there, and I really wanted to go and meet David Foster. So I was dressed. It was like 
30 degrees that evening and they were filming and they had technical difficulties. <laughs> so David Foster had uh, asked, you know, is there anyone in the audience? Uh, I think there was a, anywhere from a 70 to 100 piece orchestra, something like that, whatever oh. it was. It was a lot. Um, he'd asked, is there anyone would like to come out and sing? So, of course, I had David Foster in my eyesight. I wasn't letting him. <laughs> so you jumped up. I, I, I was watching him like a hawk. I had my DVD presentation in my, in my pocket, my business card, my resume. Oh, yeah. And I was ready to meet David Foster that night. <laughs> and and sure for enough. sure. So uh, I had jumped up and went up there. So I thought to myself, it was on the, uh, in Lake Las Vegas. It was on the, um, right there where they have the Punta Vecchia Bridge. And uh, the establishment is done like the uh, Portofino, you know. And, wow. and, and uh, so I thought to myself, well, what better song to sing than O Solo Mio? So. Um, unfortunately, David Foster said you had 30 seconds. Oh, no. So, but but I, I, he gave me more. But uh, anyways, I had started singing O Solo Mio uh, with the symphony orchestra. They joined in. Oh, my and God. then Andrea Bocelli joins in. He was in the background. He was somewhere in the back. We couldn't even, I didn't even know he was there. <laughs> chuckling. But he started singing, and he was such a gentleman to sing behind me very lightly, just to give me a, a little light Bocelli voice in the back of my voice. And it was just just beautiful. You know, it was a memorable time. And, um, and unfortunately, the, the, uh, the friend that I was with that night didn't videotape me. <laughs> But that's a shame on their iPhone. They could have done that. Gonna, you're never going to forget that. <laughs> no, no, it was a wonderful experience, and and that night uh, was life changing because. And you know what's amazing too, you know that not only the power of prayers. You've heard many times, you know, situations that I told you before, whether my father coming alive or everything, is is positive thinking in your words, your positive words. That night, I was in the audience. And I said to the person with, with me that night, I said, I'm going to be on that stage sometime it's soon. You watch. And that night, that night, I was on that stage. And, you know, even, <laughs> and it was just amazing. You know, it was really amazing. It's quite unbelievable. And, but you lived in Las Vegas for about two, for how many years? I was there for 14 years. You must have loved it. I did love it, but I but I got to the point where I was very homesick for my family in Palm Beach County. And I, you worked all the time. I, uh, well, there was actually a little in the beginning. Uh, in the beginning, it was actually hard because you know after when I got there, it was right after nine eleven. So oh, I mean, it was days after. So I mean, you could drive down the highways with your you know, nice. and th there was no cars anywhere, and everyone at that time was was um, they were entertaining in their homes. So they weren't going out at all. So it was quiet for a while. But then, it, you know, as, as people started coming out of their house, yes, I started doing benefits and started doing concerts and, and shows. And, and I worked, you know, the, all the hotel circuits, you know, I was with the opera, a Las Vegas opera, Nevada opera wow. theater, and... Um, Various other type of many events, whether it be corporate working, uh, corporate concerts, shows, you know, 
whatever events I was doing, you know, as My much as I goodness. could. Uh, but but uh, I'm glad to be home. I and love then you my came hometown, back Palm here Beach. Yes, yeah. to take care of your mother. Yes, I decided my mother was 82, and I, my mother um, was, uh, was well and very strong at 82. She could drive, you know, but I was, I was very concerned about her. And I also wanted to help her with the reading system because, I, you know, I have a um, production studio. I, you know, I, I, I wanted to help put her reading system in products. And that's what she had done and left for me as well. Um, um, and I wanted to study with her because she was actually teaching me. She was, come, she was uh, visiting me in, in, in Henderson. I was living in Henderson, Nevada. And she was visiting me to teach me, you know, sometimes even three months at a time. Uh, after and she and if she wasn't there, she was teaching me. Believe it or not, this is incredible. She taught me how to sing legitimate and classically over the phone, over an analog phone. At that and then, unfortunately, after the you know, the, I went into the digital phones. It, it was choppy. We couldn't hear each other, so she, we had to. She she was visiting me more often. What's then. an analog phone? An uh, analog phone is is uh, where you hear everything clearly, and uh, digital changes the sound as where where it tra transfers the sound into numbers and then sends it like numbers one to ten and then sends it and then it gets received and then it has to change it from numbers back into sound. So analog to me is greatest sound. You know, she could hear everything on analog when I had the analog phone set up. But then it was, it was very hard after that. But I continued to sing. She kept visiting me, kept teaching me. And she left me with the legacy of the greatest music on earth from the greatest tenors. And uh, she left me a library of, of, of her music and my father's music, all organized for me you know, as a great legacy you know yes, so, you could sing all of them so when i came back you know unfortunately you know yes exactly so she when i came back to florida unfortunately she passed three months later you know and then oh. i lost four four friends as well and even my jaguar died the motor all in like a month you oh know? my goodness so I, I was staring at the walls for 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 a while you know wondering about life you know and but uh but have Life we played La Donna Immobile yet? You haven't, no, not yet. So this is really neat. It, it's, it, you really need to be a real tenor because of the the difficulty of the song. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. That's that's a that's a very 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 great song. You know, in the, in the tenor key especially. You know, I mean, you can all always tran transcribe transpose the music. And singing in different keys, but in the tenor key, it's very difficult song. And it's in Italian, and I absolutely think it's wonderful. So oh, here we good. go. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 
Wonderful pitches again. Thank you. Are Thank very you. and it's a happy song. Great cadence and the greatest range. I think that. Thank you. you Thank have. you. Thank you so much. So your improvement is is extraordinary, or it, the change is extraordinary. Really, I absolutely love it. Now you have a wonderful story to tell me about Humperdinck. Tell me the story. Oh yes. Well, well prior to actually, this is prior to Vegas. Um, I had decided to leave all the show business for two years. Someone had talked me into going into real estate, which, which is, you know, respectable. So I went into real estate and uh, I had, <laughs> I had been performing with the Boca Raton Pops prior to real estate for two years. And as I said, we had 5,000 people every time for a show. Oh my God. 100 piece orchestra. I missed that. <laughs> I missed that opening up for all the greats and everything. So um, I had went to see a concert of Engelbert Humperdinck. And I was amazed, you know, because, you know, this is someone that I emulated, you know, back, you know, with Gertrude Maxwell and Save a Pet uh, in Palm Beach here. I had been singing love songs to the women uh, for that period of time from 1990, 2001, something like that. And I would, you know, I'd always choose a woman. I'd give her a rose, you know, uh, you know, and sing to a woman, you know, uh, in the audience. And, uh, but anyways, Engelbert was, he's like the king of romance. So, uh, this is someone I wanted to try to emulate, not only in music, but in, in performance. So I, ha I was in the audience, and I'm thinking to myself, I miss being on that stage. I miss performing, N not only making others happy, making myself happy in music, you know, and, and performing. So um, that night, that night, at the end of the, the concert, Engelbert passed, he tosses out handkerchiefs um, that has a smell of t kind of like a Tibetan cologne that has this little uh, it's, uh, rolled edges handkerchief, uh, salmon color that, you know, and he tosses them out to all the ladies. So I was way up in the theater, you know, in the seats, 
And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to go catch this handkerchief. Oh, my goodness. There we go again. <laughs> I'm going to go catch this handkerchief. So I'm going to get this. So you and get up and go down. So I get, I have 300 ladies around me trying to catch that handkerchief, something like that, you know. And I, I'm like, I'm going to get one. Doesn't matter. So I'm here to get one. I'm not leaving this crowd until I get one. So, oh, so I went out there in the middle and uh, I jumped up because I could dunk a basketball. So, <laughs> so I jumped More up. Sports. I jumped up and I missed it by about a foot in the air. And it came down and another lady grabbed it. So he threw another one and I and I jumped up again. And I missed it again. Oh, no. And these ladies started noticing that I was there. So they moved out of the way because my elbow would have come down on him. That's right. Uh, come down on their heads. You were so tall. So they moved out of the way. And I got that handkerchief. Suddenly. Uh. But the, here's the funny part, Miss D. Suddenly, you could hear a pin drop in, amongst 5,000 people. No music. You know, the 100-piece orchestra, everyone's there. You know, no, actually, not the 100-piece orchestra. Engelbert's uh, small orchestra and, and band. You could hear a pin drop. Why? So, so, because everyone's looking at me with uh, with their mouth open. Like, what are you doing down there? You're a man. You're not supposed to be catching a handkerchief of Engelbert's. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to think fast. I'm like looking around, and I'm like, everyone's silent, like looking at me. I mean, it was just unbelievable feeling so i had to think fast so the the at that time my significant other that was waiting for me in the side i had to think fast so uh, i walked over to her i got down on my knee and, and i presented the handkerchief to her and as as i was presenting it to her i was smiling and i was talking while i was smiling I was saying this is mine don't get any ideas ah. <laughs> and i gave it to her and the whole place said the whole place said applauded uh, they they said oh you know they went in all like uh, oh. but my, but here but here's i thought to myself the whole my whole objective was to get that handkerchief was going to be good luck for me. I, this, this, I looked up to Engelbert. That was to me to be good luck. So I grabbed that handkerchief, you know, you know thinking it would be to get me back into singing. So later on, I told her, that, I told my significant other at that time, uh, you know, I want this handkerchief back. This is, <laughs> this is going to be my good luck charm. I'm going to get back to singing. So, so I took that handkerchief and I carried that handkerchief for every rehearsal, every performance from, let's say, probably 1998 to, to recently. I still I carry it. And if it doesn't match my if it doesn't match my outfit, I carry it on my inside pocket. Oh, and it's good luck. And, and the and the yeah, it's good luck. You know, and the, and you know what's really funny is is I um the Demonis in Las Vegas uh, were a uh, neighbor of um of Engelbert's, I guess in Beverly Hills, I believe it was. Huh? And uh he had purchased a pink house there that was uh, owned by a very famous actress. Um, and she knew him very well. So I was at one of her parties that night. She said, we're going to go to Engelbert's uh, after concert to go to his green room. Uh, 
So we went to the green room and I, I met Engelbert and I told him the story. I said, I, 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 he's a very nice guy. I said, Engelbert, I, you know what? You inspired me all these years. I'm the one who caught your handkerchief and uh, I've been carried around for all my performances for good luck all these years. And he said that was very nice. And, uh, oh, was so cool. Yes, and you know, the amazing thing too also is, is that his, he had uh, an amazing singer. Uh, Michalina Bellamy, who worked with him. I was just blown away when I saw her sing. I met her in Vegas too. And, and you know, I, we, we were singing the circuit together. And unfortunately, she passed a few years ago. Um, oh, but um, it was just, just so many amazing experiences, though. You know, I mean, it was all started from that prayer to model. <laughs> I mean, it's, I and it's still ended. going. <laughs> it's still going. I mean, you, every time you move into another career, so. it works out incredibly for you. So this is a Broadway song, Where did, and you played it down here in Florida? That which is called "Sweet Mystery of Life," which we're going to listen to now. Yes, yeah, all all these. Excuse me, excuse me. All these songs you're listening to are actually my mother helped me produce them. And uh, can they be heard on your? You have a website. So yes, can a website as well. I have a store as well, uh, Ingvar store. And um, where's your store? It's online at ingvarastrada.com. And um, I'm also on CD Baby, as well. CD Baby. Yes, which distributes it all to all the other stores. That's wonderful. I'm and your website is? Ingvar, I-N-G-V-A-R, yes. Estrada, E-S-T-R-A-D-A, dot com. So they can find you. Absolutely. Well, let's play Broadway, Sweet Mystery of Life. And you sing something about Naughty Marietta. Really naughty, Marietta, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, let's play it.
Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I cannot believe how you're arranged. It's incredible. Well, thank you. Oh, my God. I just love that song. What a great, great song. I loved it. Now, real estate just came into the picture again. <laughs> like, you don't have enough that you've done. I mean, I told you he was an energizer bunny. I am not kidding. So now, what do they call you in the real estate business? I think it's hysterical. The singing tenor of, of the singing realtor of Palm Beach, actually. I, it's amazing. You probably, they probably could come over and talk to you so you could sing to them. I do. Yeah, I'm sure I you do. do. They asked me to sing, yes. <laughs> oh, I think that's wonderful. So are you still pursuing your career in music? I am. I'm still in music. I'm still doing concerts, generally benefits in Palm Beach and, and you know, and be recording to in the future uh, new new singles and albums as well. I think that's wonderful. Mm. It's so great that you are accomplished so many things and everything you ever wanted was came to be true. Very yeah. lucky man. Got to be happy at what you do. I, I love what well, I do. I think it's wonderful. So thank you so much for being on the show and for telling us all of these wonderful stories. Well, thank you, Miss D. You've been the most... Uh, Beautiful and gracious host. And when you're you. wonderful. I, it's sort of fascinating to hear everything that you've done and all the people you've met and all the work you've done and everything you've won. You must have a shelf somewhere with everything on top of it, of I, all your little trophies. I can't remember all the credits. No, and there <laughs> I, I have seven you. or eight pages of credits probably and then long, long uh, legal size. I mean, I think it's but wonderful. It's a, been an amazing journey, though. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's wonderful to do what well, you love. This is probably the best time to play this wonderful song because it shows his incredible range. And it's called Adio, which is very uh, correct for the fact that we're going to have to say goodbye. So let's play the song, please. It has fabulous range. It's a aria, and it's very moving. So let's hear it, please. Adio.
Oh, my goodness. It's absolutely beautiful. I hate to end the show this way. You now have his website. You have his CD, other show, his stores, CD. What's it called, your website? IngvarEstrada.com. Yes, and then your store. Yes, Ingvar's store. And then you had another one. Yes, also on CD Baby and uh, additional other uh, online stores as well. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. I absolutely think you're marvelous. I wish you the best of luck in all of your careers. You never know what you're going to morph into next. Thank you for coming. And lead us not into temptation. We can find it ourselves. Have a wonderful day and God bless. Thank you, Miss T. It's been a great, great experience. Really appreciate this opportunity. And thank you to your audience as well. You're very welcome. Thank <laughs> you.